Hello everyone, this is Tribecast episode 26 and my name is Marina. This week I will provide to you two interviews recorded in Tampere during this summer, so take it as a break from Tribecast summer tour. First I will discuss whether a podcast can be a business with Annika Kartano. And then we will learn about the early days of Tribe Tamper community, the goal of GCI United and the dementia care from Heike Wittenen. And while you're listening to all that, I will be preparing for you the next episode of Tribecast Summer Tour from Kotka, where Ship Startup Festival is happening at the moment. This is Tribecast episode 26 and my name is Marina. We're back to our studio in P47 and... I should say a big thank you to everybody who was helping me during the podcast summer tour or is still helping because when I was asking on social media for some contacts to record, I got lots of names also from people who are not anymore living in the summer tour destination places but who are interested to talk to you. And one of the recommended names is Annika, uh, who is not anymore in Seinayoki. <laughs> Nope. Uh, yep. Uh, so welcome back to Tampere, Annika, and please tell our listeners a few things about yourself. Yeah, hi, and thank you. What an honor to be here as a guest. So my name is Annika Kartano, and I have a own business here. I've been entrepreneur already for six years, soon seven. Yeah, I have a studio for recording and photographing. Here I started as a photographer then added to my offerings graphic designing and I studied at Seineoki Business Administration. So I'm a Bachelor of Business Administration. I graduated last uh, March and yeah, now I'm here. So as you might have noticed, the core idea behind Tribe Castre is talking to people who are connected to startup life. Mm. What's your connection to startup life? Yeah, well, I network a lot. I don't consider my business as a startup because I have had it for several years and during the past year I started to grow it. But, uh, well, I have worked in Crazy Town. There I was connected a lot to startups and I come here to try to network with startups and I follow the startup scanner. A lot on social media. Okay, so quite part of the ecosystem, are you? But let's talk a bit about your business. Sure. Um, first of all, I usually ask people, is it worth starting a business of your own nowadays in Finland? But let's be a bit more specific. Mm -hmm. Is it worth to try to monetize a podcast nowadays in Finland? Yeah, well, pod making a podcast takes a lot of time. When me and my friend Maria do our own podcast Business Vallankumous, which is Business Revolution in English. We easily put 10 hours for one episode. Obviously, that's a lot of time. And the episode length is? From 45 minutes to 10 minutes. There's a lot of variation on that, but easily, like with marketing, editing, we do everything by ourselves. So it takes a lot of time, no matter the length. Yeah, if you have a lot of listeners, then you can make it hopefully profitable. And that's also our goal someday. So if you have uh, great topics, interesting guests, you are interesting on your own, or you have really good platform, you have good sound quality, 
well, the quality is good, then then you can make it profitable. Hopefully, we also do it someday. But you're already like doing it for quite a time. Yes, we just released our eighth episode and now we have a summer vacation for it and we are going to start our second season during autumn and we have really big plans for it. I'm not going to release anything yet, but yeah, we have really big plans for it. We started the podcast beginning of this year, mm-hmm. so kind of like six months we have done it. In general, if someone want to start a business, in your opinion, how to figure out what to do? Interesting question. Well, first of all, you need to start a business that you have really big like inspiration for because if no one else believes in you or your on on your business idea you need to believe in it I have those days where I'm like okay this is never gonna work and like I lost uh, inspiration motivation but then in the other hand when I see what I have already done and how excited my clients are I start to believe it and again and of course there's a bad days but also good days so believe it and make it work because nowadays you can start business from your hobbies or whatever you like to do if you just have a lot of motivation energy time and money to do it I say do it and you have a bachelor in business administration. Do you think that to start a business, one needs to study business at the university? Or can you just start and then like learn by doing? Yeah, that was actually how I started. I was 16 when I started my business and I just had really good network and background support because my dad is an entrepreneur. So I got a lot of help. And obviously, when I was 16 years old, I had no idea what it's like to run a business so no you need don't need to have business administration degree or any kind of degree well you just learn by doing and it's still learning every single day even even I have been entrepreneur for over six years do you remember right that you worked in Crazy Town, Hamelina, yeah. right? Yes. As a community manager. Yes. I haven't included Hamelina in, well, summer tour mm. because we talked with the, a few people from the community there and decided that maybe maybe next time. But still, can you a bit, you know, recall on your experience of being there? What's going on in Hamelina or what was going on when you were there? Yeah, well, I noticed that the areas in Finland, like in business, are totally different. Well, I, of course, compared when I was working at Tamelina and now my experiences there for the Tampere area and Seineke area and also Vasa because I have worked also there. So Hamelina is pretty similar than Seineke, I would say. It has a lot of potential, from my opinion. And I'm really glad that there's the Crazy Town community gathering people together but there's still a lot of mentality that I'm an entrepreneur or starting a business and I can do this on my own. And people maybe don't appreciate or understand the worth of network and doing things together, even though you have your own company and you are working alone for it. 
So I'm really glad that there's Crazy Town. And people say about Hamala, is it? That they are like slow and uh, warm up slowly. And yeah, I could I could see that there. Okay, maybe for some people it might seem that this inner protest against networking is somehow compared to this Nordic personal space mm. feeling. But still, since you mentioned it, especially since you mentioned it, why to network? Why to get out of your office and meet other people if you're already like doing something? Well, it's awesome to meet new people, obviously. It's pretty difficult to think. How do I start a conversation and what to ask first? And we actually did one episode of this for our podcast and what I learned from our guest Johamatti Santala there was that you always on networking need to think what I can give to others and not mainly what the others can give to me. So always think how I can help people I meet and it's actually pretty good to have networks from very various professions or not on like your backgrounds yeah backgrounds and not from your own what you're doing like you do photographing it's actually pretty good to tell about your business to someone who doesn't do the same thing because then you can have more opinions of what you're doing they can look at it from like totally different perspective and it actually opens your eyes So I'm always into networking. And then we can only invite you to the next events of Tribe Tamper community and hope to see you around in the P47 co-working space and outside of it when we have outside events. Of course. Uh, but thank you for the interview for today, Annika. Thank you very much. Thank you. We have one more guest for this week, and this is my colleague and a person who did lots of stuff for Tribe Community and whom I genuinely respect as an entrepreneur with a good spirit and so on and so forth, and generally a nice person, constantly answering some stupid questions of mine. I actually do have a couple of questions to you, work-wise, but let's get to the podcast. So hello, Heike, and please tell our listeners a few things about yourself. Hello, Marina. Thank you. So my name is Heike Vitanen. I'm a well, startup entrepreneur. Maybe that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm around from here. I did my schools and everything in Tampere, and I tried to move to Helsinki last September, but That didn't quite work out, or I still have the place, but I'm mostly here. I know that you have a startup called Memocate. Mm-hmm. According to your social media, at least, you're quite rock and roll in this world, guys, like with all these really? uh, events in Stockholm and Helsinki recently. Oh. So, but let's get to the very like background and basics. I know what you're doing, but let's tell our listeners what Memocate is about. Yeah, first of all, good to hear that it <laughs> looks great out to the outside. And uh, from the inside, it is also... Going well, I think. So Memocade is a spin-off startup from the University of Helsinki. We started roughly two years ago, or actually me and my co-founder Camilla, we started already almost three years ago. So we are offering, doing trainings for healthcare sector, especially for dementia caregivers. And uh, as everybody knows, dementia is a huge societal problem and it's only going to grow. So globally, at the moment, we have 45 million people suffering from some sort of dementia, Alzheimer's or Levis Park disease or so. The number is going to triple during the next 30 years. And why we wanted to start doing trainings 
for the Mesa caregivers is that Camilla, my co-founder, she's a researcher and linguistic and professor in the University of Helsinki. And uh, she had been researching the interaction between dementia caregivers and the persons who have dementia. And she started to have feedback when she was giving speeches and presentations that this kind of research should be available also for the people who are doing the very care work, everyday care work. And we happened to meet at a startup camp It was called Belt Bootcamp, organized by Demola Network and Loria University, University of Applied Sciences. And it was in Jurmala, Latvia. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Camilla met there and instantly clicked. I loved what she had been doing with her research. And I also loved the idea of helping people who are suffering from dementia and their caregivers and also family members and relatives. So I felt that it's an important topic and I felt like I had something to give. Camilla was looking a co-founder. She didn't have a company yet and didn't have a clear idea how or what she would be doing with her research. And I felt like since I'm I'm not a coder, I'm not a designer, many of the other startups at the camp were looking for specific expertise like that. But I have none. I was studying public administration in, in the University of Tampere and I had been active here and there in uh, associations doing project work here and there and uh, I think I'm best uh, when something new needs to be created to put to start so I hopped in to Camilla's team and it was just the two of us back there in 2016 we slowly step by step started to plan how to turn Camilla's research into a training program And I just wanted to be a little bit more specific. What's mm. exactly your product? Yeah, at the moment it's one month long training program where we combine e-learning on our platform with classroom learning or workshops. So our learners start with e-learning that lasts for roughly one week on the platform where we have produced content, videos, animations, cartoons, and uh, they start with the basics of dementia and interaction. Then we bring them together into the work first workshops where they do more practical exercises with with each other, other caregivers. And uh, after the first workshop, they have two or three weeks more time to continue on e-learning and then they come back to the second workshop where we wrap up the whole training experience and first initially we wanted to do only e-learning because of all it's scalable we wouldn't need to go every time to the customer give workshops and trainings like that but pretty soon we realized because it's about interaction skills that's what we are focusing on it actually has to have some kind of face-to-face component like the workshops to have an effect it's called blended blended learning. Okay, how big is the Memocate team and what kind of members do you have in it? We have now four people working full-time, including myself, and then four or five people who are doing part-time or freelance work. Okay, that sounds actually impressive. Good luck with the project. Yeah, thank you. Uh, by the way, do you consider yourself a startup? Yeah, yeah, I, well, good question. I've been wondering that myself many times since I guess the definition of startups is that is uh, either uh, it has new technology that is being developed or implemented well in our case we are not developing a new technology in the sense and uh, also the format it's not new we did invent blended learning but I think what's new is the approach and the topic and the research behind Memocate. So that's a new thing. So kind of, I guess. But I don't really care are we startup or not. I care about 
building a company that works and are doing good things. So for some people and for investors, it's, I guess, more important. If I may ask, how do you see Memocate in five years? Oh, we would be operating outside of Finland already. And actually, we are now going to Canada already this year, uh, doing a pilot there in Sudbury in English. In five years, we also planning to be in the U.S. markets because that's well, a huge market as big as the whole of Europe together. And then we are actually looking into possibilities to do pilots in Israel at the moment. That's kind of a random thing, but let's see if that happens. And also we are looking for piloting partners in Africa. That's also something like explorative since uh, dementias, memory diseases, there are huge problems also there. And there the lack of support is quite of a... Well, they don't have many, many services like this or the open access to knowledge so much as we do. Right. Since we're done with what you're going to do in five years, what you would like to do in five years with Memocate, let's just go a bit back in history two years ago when Tritampere RU was founded. Do you still remember the early days? Yeah. Well, I was working for Demola Tampere back then. I was a facilitator guiding the student teams. Have you, by the way, talked about Demola yet? Yeah, we have. I would like to remind that the interview with one of the current Demola facilitators, Heiko, can be heard in one of the previous episodes. Hmm. But let's go back to Tribe Tampere. Yeah, yeah, sure. Demola, those were no, the Demola times. Demola is still part of the community, of course. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not really sure who had the initial idea to start Tribe Tampere or if there was any, but at least my colleague Ohad from Demola and myself, Ohad had an idea to organize an event. It would have been called Fail or Fail Tampere, or oh, Tampere Fail, that was the name. And yeah. Tampere Fail was also the name of the first Slack group that then turned into Tribe Tampere a bit later. And uh, me and Ohad, we were representing Demola, and uh, I guess I was also representing JCI United, which is a local chapter of Junior Chamber International here in Tampere. And the idea of the group Tampere Fail was just to, on the grassroots level, to start sharing information between the organizations that are working around startups, entrepreneurship, because there are so so many associations or organizations doing that, but we didn't really know or have information what everybody else was doing, planning to organize. So we thought that starting discussions would be a good idea. We have recently celebrated with the current Tribe Tampere core team two-year anniversary of the first meeting of Tampere Fail, which... Ended up being Tribe Tampere, and this is where I heard this story for the first time about Tampere fail, I mean, not about thing. Two years afterwards, do you think that it still was worth doing all that and putting all that effort at that time? Yeah, and I, I cannot take so much credit about that since uh, pretty soon, because while I was starting Memogate back then, and we also started the JCI United chapter back then, and I was acting as the president of JCI United then, so I pretty soon tried to delegate the tribe work for others in our chapter. Back then I already felt like this is going to be a, well, it was then a really good initiative, and I thought that with the tribe and the energy and the people who were working around tribe then, uh, it would grow fast and had, had a good potential to be hub for young, driven people. And we didn't really have that kind of community yet here. Still, I want to ask, as a co-founder and a board member and generally a part of the community, how would you define what is Tribe? Well, uh, it's a hub, hub for young, uh, driven, innovative people. 
who are looking for new opportunities, look, looking for interesting projects, trying maybe to find their own place also in Tampere and the community here. You seem to have quite a heavy schedule, you know, mm-hmm. when we talk about that. So one of the projects you're into besides everything else is GCI United. Yeah. And as far as I remember, we never had anyone from there yet oh. on the podcast. <laughs> so... Could you please tell our listeners a few things about that one? Sure. So JCI United, it's a part of a global organization called Junior Chamber International. It's an old organization, more than 100 years old. But basically, it consists of thousands of local chapters like ours. And, uh, well, in Finland, we also have a long history, so it goes back to the 50s, I think, here. And it's a non-profit organization that aims to make their members or help their members grow in personal life, but especially in professional life, uh, by training, by offering possibilities to participate in projects, project work, and enhancing leadership and entrepreneurship in our own community. So it's a hobby. And uh, JCI United, as I said, was founded in 2016. We were the second English-speaking chapter in Finland out of the, the roughly 70 chapters in whole of Finland. The first one is in Helsinki, JCI Cosmopolis. And we thought that because Tampere is growing fast, it's uh, one, one of the main hubs or maybe the fastest growing financial area or industry area in Finland. And though, so there would be a need for our kind of community that would help uh, internationals to integrate, give them context to Finns like us. And also an opportunity for us Finns to start training the international international muscles. This, uh, not not only the language, but also the, uh, getting used to spending time with people that are a little bit different than ourselves. Or a, a lot of different. I don't know. It depends. But that was the idea back then. Our chapter has grown quite a lot. In, when we started, we were 20. 20 members. Now we are roughly 50 members. Thank you very much for the interview, Heiki, and good luck with all your numerous projects. Thank you. You have been listening to Tribecast Tre, episode 26, and my name is Marina. This is all that I have recorded for you in between of the summer tour. I would like to remind you that Tribecast Tre is an independent media working in a close cooperation with Tribe Tampere startup community. Follow us on social media. Don't miss the continuation of Tribecast Summer Tour and stay warm and tuned. Mm-hmm.